Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. Good evening. This is the Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. We're thankful that you're here and we're excited about another Alter Life show. Right, Jeff? I am so excited. It's breaking out of me. We are continuing on in our Servanthood series, episode number, what is this, four, five? Numero cinco. Yeah, so whatever that was in Spanish. Um, <laughs> for you Spanish folk out there, we're excited, and we've got a lot of great music in store this evening, so keep it right here locked. You have nothing better to do anyway. Part five of our What's Cooking in the Hoods series, Servanthood that is. Tonight we're going to be talking about serving with integrity. It's integral. Mm. That you serve with integrity. <laughs> Integral, however you pronounce it. Integrity is a word that none of us really like want to associate. <laughs> it's like integrity. It sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like an I want a big word. Yeah, it adjective. is. That's what I meant. It was kind of, it's bigger. It seems so big. Integrity. Whoa, that's deep, man. But um, it's a really important thing as a believer to have some integrity in your life. And we're going to be talking about what that means. You know, you hear it in the church, around the halls of church to live with integrity. And um, we're going to see what God's Word has to say about it in context of being a servant or a minister of Christ. Yeah, something that I hear, integrity, you always hear about like when things are made, made with integrity. Yeah, that's right. Like the most solid steel, Lexus, whatever, I don't know. <laughs> but you think of that and you can apply it to our life where it's like, you know, just through and through, solid, you know, no weak points, nothing... Um, secret nothing hidden no flaws that are you know under the surface that might weaken the whole structure uh and you know we're gonna be talking about that tonight you can flip open your bibles to first timothy that's where we've been parking for the last few weeks and continue on tonight um so keep it locked here don't forget to check out our website thealterlife.com for all your favorite alter life traits <laughs> i didn't say traits i said treats it just sounded weird <laughs> I was like, traits with integrity and a website with treats of yeah. <laughs> integrity. Sounds good. Um, we're in chapter three tonight. Brent. Yes, chapter three. And I think let's start at the end of the chapter because Paul's going to the end. At the end of this chapter, he's wrapping it up and he's saying in this chapter that we are the house of God and the, and the house of God, which is the body of Christ, is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. And um, we are, we represent the pillar and the ground. And I just back to what Jeff was saying, things built with integrity are the same through and through. And, you know, you'd feel pretty, you wouldn't feel very um, confident if you were standing on a platform made of a pillar that didn't have integrity. Yeah. <laughs> it was a pillar that was like made of a wet noodle, you know, inside and it just had this nice plastic outside that made it look like it was like really hard, but really it's just going to break. Um you wouldn't be that excited to stand on such a such a foundation. So we're going to get into that um, in a little more detail as we go on throughout the night. Something that is made with integrity is unbreakable. That's Maybe. right. Unless it's made to be broken. Yeah. I don't know what would be made to be broken other than like a pinata. But uh, <laughs> those, that is a true thing now. Oh, wait. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> perhaps are unbelievable has just been mentioned mm. keep it locked and you'll find out at the end of hour one um, <laughs> I like it though unbelievable has kind of started to set up camp in between the hours so people can now tune in right for the unbelievable but you should stick around and listen to the whole show am I right Brent That's yes you are I am always right no you're not <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, craziness anyway Christian <laughs> 
<laughs> you would think that it's already the end of the show by how crazy I'm behaving, but I apologize. <laughs> We're just getting a jump start on the ridiculousness of Let's the ultra life. So, but serving with integrity. You know, that's something that we should be striving for in our lives and um, as we were kind of saying, you know, we are the pillar in the ground of truth. We represent truth to a dark world, a dying world. And to be a servant of Christ in this world means that, you know, we should represent the thing that Christ has held up in this this culture to be truthful. And why should we play a game? Why should we be somebody, uh, pretend like we're someone great and a super Christian when we're not? That's where Paul's heading up. You know, he's basically saying at the end of First Timothy 3, we are the pillar in truth. So... Here's what being a, a servant um, of, of God looks like. And here's what this integrity lifestyle looks like. And then you go to the beginning of chapter 3, and he's describing what a bishop, a bishop being an overseer of some sort of ministry, what that looks like. Or just a deacon, you know, somebody who's just, um, somebody who has a place in the church of some sort of respect and um, has a role, a prominent role within the church. And here's what it looks like. And of course, we all should be that way. We should all be like a deacon or a bishop, you know, living the same kind of life. Um, that's something, something that we should be striving for as believers. Yeah, I mean, the, I love how he goes down the list. And it's so cool that we see the, that Brent, that you went to the end of the chapter because it kind of puts everything in perspective. Like, this is what we're supposed to be and here's how we accomplish it. Kind of, you know, we kind of get the the, the final goal and then how do we work towards it. And he, and he lists a bunch of things and, you know, we'll, get, we'll go through them as we continue on tonight. But... When we think of integrity, you know, a lot of times we say like, you know, being the same behind closed doors, um, and just, I and mean, that's so true. Like being the same, regardless of the situation, it just shows that you are, you know, oneness is, is very important when it comes to integrity. Just like the unity of yourself. I know that sounds really like psychological, you know, like New Agey maybe, Ooh. but <laughs> but just like you know. I, I fall victim, and I think we all do. So you know, kind of being different people depending on the circumstance. You know, we try to be the flavor of the week, or you know, you know, well, when I'm with these friends, I kind of act this way because I want to, you know, fit in that way, and, and it just goes on from there. But when we're talking about integrity, you're talking about this is who I am, like it or leave it, <laughs> but not with that like jerky yeah. Philadelphian attitude. <laughs> Yo, we're just busting on Philadelphia. <laughs> now we love it. We love it. Whoa. We want some more of it. <laughs> I got a little insane there for a second. Yeah. So there's a whole list of qualifications, but you know, as Jeff was saying, you know, people can smell out fakeness. You know, they can smell out somebody who like just plays the game, you know, on TV, as I say, and, uh, you know, then turns the TV off. They're off screen. So then they end up becoming something else. And, you know, you, you can you get to know somebody like that. You just can pick it up real quick. People are pretty good at it. So you're not fooling anybody. So don't even try. Thank you for listening this evening to The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Yay! Yeah, we, we um, try to be as, in our lives, I think we try to be as, you know, upfront and real as we possibly can be. You know, but we always, we always... If you're a human, yeah. you've at least, you know, been at the point where you, you were trying to be somebody you weren't just to please men or make people feel like you were all that or or whatever. And um, so we've always done that. So we can just be honest with ourselves and just call that out on the carpet right now and just yeah. say, yeah, all right, admit to that. Okay, You on the carpet now. Now. All right. It's been taken care of there. <laughs> but um, I think it goes beyond that. It actually goes to more of a spiritual level where it's, you know, how, how are you that way with the Lord? Are you that way with God? You know, where you, you look at God and you're like, you know, God, I want to pretend like I'm spiritual, but I'm not really. 
um, and you play the game with God. And of all people to play games with, like, <laughs> you know, he sees you, you know, he sees your thought before you think it. So it's kind of foolish to think you're getting one by God, you know. Um, so it always kind of amazes. I'm amazed at myself when I try to play those games with the Lord because I like look back on it and go, man, that was really dumb. You know, why did I need to do that? <laughs> And something that we strive for, hopefully we achieve it on a semi-regular basis, pseudo-regular, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but the fact that realness, integrity, the show, music, truth, real period, we talked about it earlier in chapter three here, about how we're, we're called to be the pillar, the ground of truth in a world that is just buying the lie of the enemy, the father of lies, is a name that Jesus gives them, um, and the, the fact that you know, we are here on this this radio station, wherever you're listening. Uh, hopefully, we are bringing some integrity to to your homes, your cars, and uh, you know, we, we're trying our best to bring the truth and to you know share it with you and be honest with ourselves in our own lives. And the fact that we do have weaknesses, we have you know those imperfections in our lives that can sometimes weaken you know who we are. And you know, the the, the biggest goal is to to allow God to reveal those things and to strengthen us through them so that we can be one, you know, in spirit and, and heart. Hey, look, I mean, I was just thinking, Paul was very, you know, upfront about his own weaknesses. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago in the Inadequate Servant episode where he was just like, I'm the, I'm the chiefest of sinners. So let's just start there and say, look, none of us are perfect, but that doesn't lower the standard. And um, 1 Timothy chapter 3, you know, Paul is laying out for Timothy all the qualifications, And he says, likewise, deacons, and I'll just start with the deacons in verse 8. Likewise, deacons must be reverent, not double-tongued, not given to much wine, not greedy for money, holding the mystery of the faith with a pure conscience. That's important, being with a pure conscience. It says, but let those who also first be tested, then let them serve as deacons, being found blameless. You know, their wives, talks about their wives should be reverent, not slanders, temperate, faithful in all things. That it should be husbands of one wife living and ruling their children and their own houses well. For those who served well as deacons obtain for themselves a good standing and great boldness in the faith, which is in Jesus Christ. And that's what we're talking about being a servant, you know, is having that, you know, servant attitude toward the culture, the dying culture. You know, it's to win people to Christ, it's to bring glory to God's name. And, um, you know, that's a list of stuff. I mean, we read through it really fast, but there's a lot of things in there that says, here's how you should be, you know. And, you know we're gonna fall. We're gonna we're gonna sin. We're we're gonna be weak in some areas, but that doesn't lower God's standard for what it looks like to be a faithful deacon and um, a faithful servant of Christ. Yeah, I like how it says not double tongued. Yeah, that you know I think that that is the biggest thing is that we can talk a good game and we can make ourselves appear to have integrity, but integrity is the hardest thing. I mean, it, it's. You know, not having integrity is a sin that nobody really knows about. That's the whole reason that integrity is crucial is it's between you and God alone. It's how are you when it's just you and God? Are you the same? Are you living your life in a way that is completely sold out, sanctified to God? And uh, don't forget to check out our website. There's lots of stuff for you to do there. You can request a song at requests at thealterlife.com. You can request a, request a double play if you like two songs from the same artist. You don't have to shy away from picking both of them. We'll get them in there. We promise. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, while we were those last two songs were singing, I was just looking up deacon and what it meant. And um, there's no excuses. It means actually a servant or a minister. Yeah. Um, and it's one in, in the in the Strong's, Strong's Concordance. Look at me. 
Um, <laughs> it, it actually means somebody who carries out the plan or the desires of another. You know, like you know, the servant of the king he goes out and does what the king wants him to do. So that's us with the Lord, right? Yeah. Somebody who goes out and actually does the thing that God wants us to do and um, is the hands and feet of the Lord. And that's what being a servant of Christ is really all about. So that deacon passage we were talking about, yeah, it applies to all of us. <laughs> wink, wink. You're unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. That was Super Chick. We live... And it's time for our unbelievable segment. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Sorry, <laughs> we uh, we mentioned something. Well, I did in passing, and I hinted that it was going to be our unbelievable. Actually, I blatantly stated it was going to be our unbelievable segment. <laughs> talking about something that is made to be broken. You know, people always say rules are made to be broken, Holmes. And you're like, whoa, calm down there, integrity less guy. But uh, <laughs> what's the what's the opposite of having integrity? Like, are you integrity less? Yeah, I don't know. You're unintegrity, and un- unintegral. This, I this, don't know. I don't know. But anyway, something that's made to be it. broken. It's created for the very purpose to be Being smashed into pieces. Open. Is the pinata? That's right. The, thank you to our Mexican friends down south at the border for bringing the pinata into our lives. Yeah, and it's amazing how we we have associated this with kids' birthday parties because it's pretty violent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look out—you got somebody with a blindfold swinging a stick or a bat or whatever, <laughs> and um, with all the little kids standing around. I yeah. mean, it's not the safest thing in the world. <laughs> oh, and let's spin them around and make them dizzy first, <laughs> and then they'll just start swatting at things. I don't know if you ever seen America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah, there are so many pinata attacks gone wrong. Well, yeah. not that there are pinata attacks gone right, but but. Uh, <laughs> There are so many times where people like swing and they miss, uh-huh. and it like hits the guy in the stomach or below the stomach. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Or they hit the piano so hard, and then they're like they take off their blindfold, and the piano swings back, and hits them in the head. Yeah, and, and it's never worth it. I remember specifically at a birthday party that I went to. I wanted to hit that piano so hard, I missed it completely, and that was it. I didn't get another shot, and I was like, uh-huh. "What? I know it was so disheartening, and I didn't get any candy." No generic brand, no real candy, nothing. It's brutal. Yeah, I mean, and it's usually just like you know Jolly Ranchers. Yeah, there's never like anything really good in Not it, like, like a you know gold bar or like gold coins. <laughs> That's what I'd like. Yeah, gold coins just everywhere, profusely falling from that paper mache donkey matchbox cars. So if you don't get knocked out by the bat, you get knocked out by the thing falling out of the pinata. <laughs> it's like a pinata piano. <laughs> <laughs> Just falls. <laughs> oh my gosh. Makes an imprint on the ground. And then it ends up taking the kid's blindfolded. He's swinging at it. And then they have to take off the blindfold so they can actually hit it. It's a waste of time. You're listening to The Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. That was Dismiss with Worth Fighting For before he... Before that, you heard Southern Hospitality by Disciple to kick off Hour 2. Some new music for you. Hope you like a little bit of that Southern Hospitality. Some some chitlins and some <laughs> some good old cream of wheat. I don't know. <laughs> what do they eat down south? Grits. Fried chicken. Grits. Yeah. Um, Grits. Southwest chili. <laughs> Grits. <laughs> okay. Grits. That's all they eat. Grits. We should have played a grit song actually after Southern House was out. We weren't we weren't thinking there. But, but it's time for another segment actually that we have here. We've introduced and, and forgot about quickly. Um, it's either weekly words from the wise or wise words of the week. 
Yeah. Either way, there's three W's. You can take your pick. W3. So maybe we'll change it every week. A different name for this segment. Let's we'll call it W Cube. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, your verse for today is Proverbs 19.1. And the verse says, Better is the poor who walks in his integrity. Ah, our word of the day. Than one who is perverse in his lips and is a fool. So you need to read that for yourself, find out what it means for you, and email us some of your wise words of the week. I like that better. You're yeah. right. Yeah, you were right. That you flows win. off the tongue a little bit better. Anyway. That was Breathe by the Newsboys. Another 90s flashback for you. Throwing some of those out. Hopefully you like it. I think Jeff was in a retro 90s style. I was. Mood. I was wearing like low shorts to come down to my shins. Jams. My jams. And uh, my boxers jams were sticking are. out over my Who knows shirt. what jams are out there? <laughs> Those are unbelievable. I don't know. If you know what jams are, let us know. Tell us what you think about jams. <laughs> Wikipedia jams. <laughs> uh, we're talking about integrity tonight and what it means in the context of being a servant of Christ. And we read through a bunch of stuff in First Timothy 3 of what it looks like to be a deacon. A deacon is a servant who carries out the plan and the desires of someone else. And so the deacon of Christ would be someone who carries out Christ's plan, the hands and feet. And um, there's a couple ones we want to go back to maybe and just kind of pull out. Jeff kind of was talking about the not double, t- not being double-tongued. Like you know. a snake. Yeah, it's like double-tongued. <laughs> I got two tongues. I say one thing to someone, and I say something to somebody else. And I say face for both people. Yeah. <laughs> and I lose my integrity. <laughs> yeah. Um, not giving to much wine, not greedy for money. You know, the people who, like, are very generous, you know, in public. And then they like try to get all the money they can when no one's looking. Yeah. And then they cheat on their taxes. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Social security numbers. Well, uh. Holding the mystery of the faith with a pure conscience. Someone who has a pure conscience who can lay their head down at night and know that you know they're clear. Yeah. There's nothing like weighing heavily on them that they screwed up. And I, I mean, I've lived both ways, and I'll tell you what. <laughs> How I ever go to the point where I don't have a pure conscience and think that that's worth you know making the mistake or living the way i had been i'm very confused because living with a pure conscience is great yeah it's so freeing you yeah just, it's like the like you know the whole thing with lying you know when you lie maybe going back to the double tongue thing you know somebody who lies and then has to remember like what they lied about so that when they say it bring it up again they know how to the rein you know reinstate the yeah. lies so they don't <laughs> get caught in their lie and then it's just this big bed of lies and yeah you end up getting caught anyway. I mean, you end up, it ends up coming. The truth will set you free, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you go back earlier, it talks about not being puffed up with pride, lest he fall to the same condemnation as the devil. That's a good one. That's crazy, because one thing is that we can get prideful and set ourselves up for a fall. And that's what where that weakness comes in. All I Have by John Rubin. And you know, one of the hardest places to live in integrity is at home. Yep. You know, it's easy to go to church and, how you doing, brother? I'm just living the life of a Christian man. I'm great. <laughs> you know, and then you go home and you're like, mean. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, you have an attitude and you're selfish and you, you know, yell and scream and you do stuff that maybe you wouldn't want anyone else knowing that you're doing. And, um, you know, in the privacy of your own home. And, and the deacon in, in here, it says, you know, the deacon needed to be somebody who ruled their children and their houses well at home first. Because it's like, if you can't do it at home, you know, why do you think you're going to be able to do it in the church? You know, and, and there's a correlation there. It's like, get it right first at home before you go out and try to do something 
for Christ outside of the home. Yeah, because it, it comes back to that, you know, that united front, I guess, you know, because if you're not, the groundwork isn't laid at home. When you're going home and your kids aren't seeing the example that you're, you're, you know, you're professing, then it's bad news for the whole family. As I was saying earlier on, we were talking about living at home and living in a, a, a life of integrity. And when you are, especially when you're serving the Lord and you're at home and your kids are seeing, you know, for all you 13 year olds that are listening out there, <laughs> when your kids are seeing, you know, one dad at home and then one dad out at church, th- that's why I think there's a lot of those, you know, the stereotype of the PKs, the pastor's kids is that they're seeing this godly example for the congregation but then at home it's like well my dad doesn't really show me any love you know my dad's just kind of not really there or he does he kind of lets me do whatever i want he's not really attentive or he's you know kind of a hypocrite because he's always yelling at my mom and he's always disappointed in us and he's never supporting us in anything we do and you know that's not the oneness that god calls for people that are serving him he serves he says if you're going to serve me then you need to serve family you need to serve me by being a godly leader in your own house why would i put you in charge of my flock if you can't even handle the little things that i give you like your family and i think that that goes to i mean that that actually is a reoccurring theme in the bible you know like for those that are take care of the little bit then god's going to give you more the problem is when we when it comes to serving the lord a lot of times we want to grab that more before we've handled the little that god has given us or bestowed upon us to take care of and uh, that's what integrity comes up you know if you're not going to be managing something properly you know if it's small then how are you going to go into the you know the big corporate world quote unquote you know church world and (laughs) and serve god and be honorable and and decent to the people that that he loves and takes care of that's why you don't see people coming out of college and like getting their first job as the ceo yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like unless of course they go in their own business but you know what i mean it's like it's not all of a sudden you get all this responsibility and you're like i don't know what to do in the business like collapses because you're just you have no clue. You haven't been faithful yet in the little things and been have the opportunity to have been promoted because of how good you've been and how you're experienced to those higher levels. And um, it's, the same with, it's kind of the same with God. It's like he doesn't overwhelm you with all the things that he wants you to do. He says, start with this little thing and be faithful in that. And then he continues to grow that. And, um, you know, if with integrity, I think we should start doing that as well is, is start little and get bigger. What Brent was talking about is a great example being diligent in, you know, because you wouldn't get promoted if you just sloughed off, you know, responsibility. And it was obvious, like, this guy doesn't, you know, he yeah. does jobs halfway. You know, he's always, you know, flubbing it and, like, trying to make it like he did a good job, but it's all a mess. You know, that that's the exact opposite of integrity. That's deceitfulness. That's, um, you know, just trying to paint it Playing so that game. it looks good at first glance but when you really look at it you're like oh wait that's that's, that's a mess that's, that's bare minimum moses yeah <laughs> what i don't know <laughs> that's but that's a i mean that's the whole thing i mean you know if you're if you're cracked and broken and you glue it back together sure it might look from afar it might look like it's all whole again but the structure's weakened and uh, you know that's kind of where integrity falls in it's like if you're not laying the groundwork by you know serving with integrity and, and having your life right with Christ, then you're not going to be an effective servant overall. And um, I don't know. I I'm just kind of thinking. So so we said a lot about integrity and a lot about like you know here's how you need to be you know and be real. Okay, first off, be real. Be honest with the Lord. Um, I think the start of integrity is to get honest with the Lord about your weaknesses and your shortcomings because I think the whole thing of reason why people a lot of times aren't 
don't have integrity is because either they're deceived and they want to continue on in their sin, but they also want the props in the church of being, you know, a Christian. Um, or they're just not willing to be honest with themselves and let Christ come in and actually just grab hold of their life and and change the things about themselves um, that needs to be changed. And I think if we start there and we say, God, we want to live lives of integrity and, um, you know, we want to live and we want to, we want to be deacons. We want to be the hands and feet of Christ, you know, to this culture. Um, it starts with looking at ourselves, kind of like taking inventory and going, Lord, what are the things about me that aren't like you? And um, that I'm playing the game in front of people, but I'm not really that way, you know? And what are those things? You know, if you just ask yourself and be honest, I think step one is just kind of taking the inventory and just coming to the table and saying, okay, here's all my weaknesses and um, see what the Lord does to change those things. Yeah, I mean, we have not arrived at this. No, definitely <laughs> and not. And we, you know, we try to always preface that about, you know, it's part of us being real. And, and But what Brent was saying was so right on the head, like, how can you expect, you can't walk in integrity if you're not honest with yourself. Uh, you know, you're not coming to the Lord saying, God, like, these are my weaknesses, and you know that I have them. I'm, at, I'm finally confessing that I have them. I'm not trying to cover them, which I think, is, you know, is is one of the things that keeps us from integrity is that instead of acknowledging the fact that we have this stuff that's not right or that we're hiding this thing, we just continue to try to gloss over it, try to keep it hidden from other people. And obviously, we're trying to hide it from ourselves, so they're, you know, out of sight, out of mind type of a situation, and that's not good for our, our spiritual walk, and that's not good with our relationship with the Lord. Is you know, being open and honest, and, and having integrity, and it's just living daily, one step. You know, you're not going to the right or to the left; you're just plodding forward in your walk with the Lord. It's so important because that's how we draw close to Him. If you're constantly, you know, taking a step to the right to the left, you're you're kind of going in circles after a while. You know, or two step, you know, one step forward, two steps back. And that can be the life that we all live, and it's the life that I've lived in, you know, integrity. You know, we hear these words, and we see these posters, you know, with guys on the, you know, wearing football, you know, uniforms and stuff, and it's like integrity, and it has like this nice, like, motto or, like, motivational line or something like that. And, you know, we need to get on our horse <laughs> and be, in, in, you know, men full of integrity, women full of integrity for the Lord. Um, but taking it back to the beginning of the episode, we were talking, Paul said... We are the church of the living God and the pillar and the ground of truth. That's what the church is, pillar and the ground of truth in this world. And um, we are being encouraged tonight to be a rock, to be through and through, straight up, hardcore believers, honest with our weaknesses and um, living lives that's not fake. That's the real deal. And that is the ultimate way to win souls to Christ for the Lord is to live out loud the life that God's called us to. And um, that means being full of integrity. That means being what you say you are. And um, if you're weak, saying that you are weak and being honest with the unbeliever because the biggest thing that keeps unbelievers from coming to Christ, I believe in the church, is hypocrisy. You know, it's people who say, yeah, I'm a believer and blah, 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 and then they go off and do stuff and they look at those people and go, let's say people go, man, I don't want to be like that. He's not any different than I am. You know, why should I be Why should I be a Christian? So um, anyway, yeah, I think it. we... Uh the biggest example, like you said, Brent, and you know, it's that classic DC talk quote from yeah. Jesus Friedman says the biggest cause of atheism in the world today is Christians. They acknowledge Jesus with their lips and walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. And that's not integrity, you know, and, and Jesus mentions it about the Pharisees. He's like, these people acknowledge me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And, you know, hypocrisy is rampant in the church. And, 
the biggest thing for us as Christians to do, you know, especially in serving the lost and serving those that are unbelievers, is showing them what it means to live a life of honesty, a life of openness, and a life of integrity. And, um, you know, like Brent was saying, you know, if, if you're saying, you know, God can fill that void, bro, and then you're filling that void with every you known pleasure to man, and they see that, that's not a very good example. So, you know, we want to live for Christ, as we always say, and uh, let's do that. Let's let's find integrity. Let's ask God for it, for openness, for honesty, and uh, we'll do that as we continue on in our life, in our walk with the Lord. So until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ. Live for Christ.